There's a couple of really cool stories floating about I've heard this morning, so I'm just going to get a couple of people to share. Cheryl, do you just want to share what happened with your caravan quickly? Um, I listened during the week to um, Philip's message on governing and I went to the conference in April and we'd had a caravan uh, up for sale for some time but we needed to sell it. The conference was in April. We needed to sell it because we were picking up a new one being made for us in Melbourne in May and my husband was getting antsy and da-da-da-da-da and after that conference they said something about you know, checking out in the from the heavenlies what was going on. So I, one of the mornings after the conference, I went in, into the with the father and I said, "Show me what's going on." And so I looked from above of the caravan, and there was this big black, I don't know what it was, a sheet of something or whatever. Um, and so I pulled it completely back, like it was pretty hard going, but I pulled it completely back. Well, the conference was at the beginning of the week. This was on the Wednesday. I was going home on the Friday. My husband rang me and said, people want to come and see the caravan, but I'm on my way to the airport. No, no, I'm on my way to do something and then I'm coming to the airport to pick you up. And they wanted to come that day and he said, no, I can't because I'm picking my wife up. The very next day they came, which was the Saturday, and they put an offer in. So it had been on the market for, I don't know, probably a couple of months. Praise God. So it's... So it sold in a couple of days. So the governing thing, it works. It works. We got it, you know, and, and if you can't see what's going on because you're looking from down here instead of going up and saying, Lord, show me what's going on. Show me what's blocking things. Show me. One of the other things which I thought was absolutely amazing and spectacular is the people who had been, there was quite a few cons, but the people who came and picked it up loved it straight away and that was one of my prayers, but they were Christians from from. Uh, Mandra, so God was doing his work in the meantime. Michael, did you want to share for a sec? What happened with your bike? That's pretty cool. (laughs) Hang on, I'll put you on so you can hear you. I had um, some money owed to me a while back and I never thought I was going to get it and uh, I ended up getting it and it was in my bank account and then um, I started coming out this way um, to, to come to these meetings and where I live in Vic Park, so I, I've got like a little scooter and I help run a men's discipleship house through our church and um, I live my life really quietly so so I don't have lots of outgoings and stuff, so I drive around on this little scooter but it can only do 60Ks um, and we, everywhere I go, that's fine because the roads are all 60Ks but um, to come out here, I need to be able to go 80Ks and I'm like, ah, this, I'm going to blow my scooter up, it's like... You know, and um, so I'm coming, coming out here, and I'm like, God, I need a um, something that can go a wee bit more faster. And a friend um, was talking to his friend who had one, and he bought um, one for five hundred dollars off a friend, so it was a, a bargain. And then um, did a couple of things to it, and then um, he was going to sell it for eleven hundred bucks because he. But my friend said to him, "What I'm doing," and he said. Um, He'd sell it for what it cost him, which was six hundred bucks. So now I've got gone from a fifty cc to a one two five, and now I can do eighty k's. <laughs> Thanks, see, that was only last week, wasn't it? <laughs> During the week, so it's pretty. He got it yesterday, so he was able to go eighty k's all the way. <laughs> see, God knows, and He's interested in the little things that we think. Oh, you know, I just need this, but God, God wants to answer, and and if we just govern, and we and we actually expect. We expect God to do something. And that's actually what I want to really speak about this morning. I've been just listening to the songs coming out of heaven and, and the words. And I really felt like God just wants us just to run. 
to run into everything he has, you know, and, and we can sit back and we get quite lackadaisical, you know, just, oh, yeah, okay, sarah, sarah, all these things, and, and God wants us to run. And as I was just waiting on the Lord just then, I just had this, the, that we are, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne. And and, I love Hebrews because there's so much in it, but... That it's like, you've not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire into blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of the trumpet and the voice of words that those who heard it begged that the words should not be spoke to them. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of spring blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. That's what God wants us to run into. We have not come to this thing where we need to be afraid. They were freaked out. But as Anna said this morning, we aren't no separation in it from his presence anymore and we can come and there's an innumerable company of angels. There's, there's men and women who are all coming and they're running. And I had this vision of us just running running into his presence and running for the things of God. As Miriam said before, there is so much. Are you hungry for the supernatural? Are you hungry for the more of God? Because we can get a little bit easy-ozy and we need to stir one another up and we need to stir ourselves up and shake off the weights and the sin that so easily entangles us and run our race because it's our season. It's our time. The greats of old have had their time. They're cheering us on from heaven. Now is our time, our moment. What are you going to do with your moment? This is our time. This is your children's time. This is this generation needs an encounter. Yes, they need God to break through and see and we carry that in our spirits. We carry, are you just going to sit back and, oh, well, if it's God's will, then he'll show up. No, he says the violent take the kingdom. Yes, it's our time and our season and he wants us to run into his presence. Just lay aside all the other stuff. He says, seek my kingdom and my way of doing things and I will look after all the rest. He'll look after the job. He'll look after your bills. He'll look after your car. Come on now. Come on. He wants us to run and not sit back because we can just go, oh, yes, I want the supernatural. How much do you want it this morning? How much do you want God to break into your circumstances, show up in your lounge room, wake you up in your bed? How much do you want it? Come on now. I'm preaching myself happy. How much do we want it? Because Aussie way of thinking is we'll just sit back on the beach and get a suntan. But God wants us to be ones that run. And grab hold of everything that he has for us. I want it. If you don't want it, I'm going to have your share. I will. I'll take it. I'm greedy. I want it. I want it. And sometimes we have to give ourselves a good kick up the bum and say, come on. Come on. And that's why we don't neglect meeting together because we stir one another up in the faith. And if you're not, somebody sitting beside you isn't stirring you up, I'm going to stir you up. Yeah? Because that's my job. 
Yeah? It's like God wants us to run into everything he has. And I want to just, I had a little visual. Can you grab the bouncy ball? Take the stick out that Ben Isaac was drumming with. He wants us to run with everything he has. Just pull out the stick. And, and he wants us to base our running and what he says, not on what the world says, not on what the government says, not on what popular opinion says. He wants us to base what we're running into on his word. If you don't know his word, you will not have an expectation for the angelic to show up in your room. If you don't know his word, you will not expect him to heal your body or the person that you prayed for next to you. If you don't read his word, you will not have an expectation of provision falling, coming out of heaven, of provision manifesting. You will not have an expectation of it if you don't know the word. And it's like this. It's like we can base our life. Grab me that chair, Tally. We can base our life on things that are immovable and shakeable. And God says he will shake everything that will be shaken until all is left is solid ground. I want you to sit on that one. John, I want you to sit on this one. Watch out, Bella. Watch out, Gunsy Mum. Watch out. All right, feet off the ground. John, for those who are listening online, is sitting on one of those balance balls. All right, Tally's just sitting there on her seat, which is solid. Come on, John. John is sitting on a bouncy ball. Now, feet off the ground, both of you. (laughs) Now, the winds of the world, the winds of things that might be a little bit hard to handle, things that shift around and can shake us. Are they shaking Chantal off her seat? She's, She's just wobbling a little bit. Now, if I come over here and shake John, what happens? He's going to fall. Why? Because he's not based on solid ground. Thank you. You did pretty well. You've got strong abs. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. It's like he, God doesn't want us to be shaking. You're right now. You can. <laughs> he wants us to be on solid ground, and the solid ground is the ground of his word. He wants us to build a life on that. Yeah, he wants us to build who we are and what we expect on what his word says. And that's, you know, it's not, it's not boring. Sometimes we see people, oh, I'm having trouble reading the word. Well, then I encourage you to find a translation that makes sense to you. Find, as Bill Winston says, find a translation that pops. You get that? You read one and it might be in the King James or New King James. So, oh, that's nice. But you read it in another translation or paraphrased version and it pops. Yeah? It's like this. This is a message. I love this. This pops to me. It says in Matthew 7, it says, don't pick on people or jump on their failures or criticise their faults unless, of course, you want the same treatment. That critical spirit has a way of boomeranging. It's easy to see a smudge on your neighbour's face and be oblivious to the ugly sneer on your own. Does that hit you? Ow. Yeah. Do you have the nerve to say, let me wash your face for you when your own face is distorted by contempt? It's this whole travelling road show mentality all over again, playing a holier-than-thou part instead of just living your part. Wipe that ugly snare off your own face and you might be fit to offer a washcloth to your neighbour. Come on now, that pops, doesn't it? 
If you're reading and going, oh, well, I've got to be kind to everyone and not judge anybody. If that's a version and, and you're not getting it, then find one that pops. Yeah? Find one. Don't be flip with the sacred. Banter and silliness gives no honour to God. Don't reduce holy mysteries to slogans and trying to be relevant. You're only being cute and inviting sacrilege. Don't bargain with God. Be direct. Ask for what you need. This isn't a cat and mouse hide and seek game we're in. If your child asks for bread, do you trick him with sawdust? If you ask him for fish, do you scare him with a live snake on his plate? As bad as you are, you wouldn't think of such a thing. You'd at least be decent to your own children. So don't you even think the God who conceived you in love will be even better? Here is a rule of simple rule of thumb for behaviour. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you, then grab the initiative and do it for them. That adds up God's law and prophets, and this is what you get. God's word pops. It hits us where it needs to. And if you're reading the word and you're thinking, I know I'm meant to read it, I know I'm meant to get a firm foundation, but it's not grabbing you, then look for a translation. Let them breed on your bookshelf until you've got one that pops. Yeah? Read a different translation every couple of weeks. Because God says in that same passage later on, Jesus, these are, these are the words of, the, of Jesus, and he says... These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life or home over improvements to your standard of living. You know, some people, they just, wanna, they just want what they like about what Jesus says, like, oh, I'll just improve that little bit. They're not, they're not designed to be homeowner improvements to a standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life in. If you work those words into your life, you're like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you're like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach and when a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. When Jesus finished speaking, the applause rose up and everybody said, he actually lives out what he's talking Now, I want to give the kids something to do. I want you to take a couple of cards and I want you to try, give them five or six cards each and try and build a house out of cards. Can you do that for me? Yeah, go and see Rachel will help you. Try and build your house out of a house in cards. And then I'm going to give some of the other ones, big people if you want to get down on the floor and try to build a house, I want you to build it out of blocks. Quickly, just quick. Which one? Just take them around. Just take them around. Maybe the big people want to try and build a house of cards. When you try and build a house and film your life, on things that aren't with a firm foundation, they're going to be like this house of cards. And all I have to do is make a little and it's going to blow over. Yeah? House on wheels, yeah. You go where God wants you to go. <laughs> but if you built your house with bricks and you put it on solid ground, then it's going to stand. It's not going to blow over because, you know, and we try... We try so often 
we don't read the word and we don't get it in our lives and we don't do it and we think, oh, I'll just improve that little part of my life. I just want God's word so I'm a bit healthier or because, you know, I'm having trouble with my spouse. So I'll just take this and we build that little bit and that little bit, but, you know, that's like building a house that's lopsided. It's like you'll have a strong bit here, but you'll be like this on a tilt, like the leaning tower of Pisa because you haven't shored up every part of your life. And God wants us to build layer upon layer upon layer of his word because when we do that, we're going to get strong. And I was talking to one of the kids this week and I was saying <clears throat> that when we have our foundation in him and, and it's not something we just do once, it's every day and you build you be one layer of the word as your foundation. And when you've just got a little bit, the enemy can come along or the things of life can come away along and if they've got a pickaxe and they start digging at your rock foundation, they're going to put a few dints in it, aren't they? Yeah? Does that work? <laughs> they dig it. But if you kept on layering and layering and layering and layering every day over and over, just getting a firm foundation in the word of God, just like if you're building a building, then... The storms of life or somebody coming and beating up again or having a go at your faith or having a go at you, they're going to stand there and, and they can do that, but it's not going to come against you. You're just going to flick it off. Why? Because your foundation and your life is built on solid rock and not just a little layer of solid rock, but it's like his word just layers, layer, layer on layer and layer like a cake, you know, higher and higher. And it's like Lego blocks. And that's what God wants us to be. And we know that. We know it, but how often do we not do it? We don't keep on building principle upon principle. We get a little bit of God. We get a little bit of the understanding of the angelic. We get a little bit of understanding about healing. We get a little bit of understanding about prosperity. And we go, oh, I've got a breakthrough. And then we sit back again. We sit back on our butts again until the next crisis comes. Yes? We do that instead of pushing in for all that God has and layer upon layer. I want more, God. I'm going to get into your word. What is it that you have? Because he has so much more. And I sense that this morning. He just wants to give us a bit of a kick to stop sitting back and going, oh, well, whatever comes or whatever Phil and Dale bring this week. No, you go and get the revelation. You go and get what God has for you this week. Because God has stuff. And if we're not reading the word, if we're not putting it in, we will not have the expectation of the supernatural. We will just expect what we can see with our natural eyes. We won't expect anything different because we're just living in our flesh. There is miracles happening every day. There is out there stuff happening every day. There is people being by, what's the word, bilocated? They'll be in one place and they'll be in another. There's stuff happening. There's pe- limbs just suddenly appearing on people. There's money from heaven. There's people getting given houses and lands because they needed it. You know why? You know why they're getting it and you might not be? Because they expected it. They expected it. Why did they expect it? Because they read it in his word. And if you read it in his word, he says, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he did then, if you read it and God says that's for you, then he will do it for you. You know? 
It's like we don't have to sit back and wait for something, you know, just for it to. He wants us to run and grab hold of it. He says, would you drop off everything that the world would have, try to tangle you up and would you drop off all the distractions and run the race, run the race and not just sit back and wait around. I love Australia. I do. I love the Aussie way of life. I love the outdoors and the sunshine. But there is sometimes lacking an intensity and fervency for the things of God because there is a spiritual thing where we're just, oh, yeah, complacency would be the word if you really want to stick it to what it is. It's like easy ozy, And it's great because, you know, intense people, you know, you know it's in personality and emotionally, but we do have to stir up an intensity in our hearts and our spirits for the things of God. Because otherwise, it can pass you by. And it will pass you by. You can miss out. Generations have missed out. You don't believe me? Look at the word. A whole generation missed out in the desert because they wanted to go back and have what the world had on offer. They wanted Egypt. Egypt symbolises the world. A whole generation, people, missed out and their kids got it. It's easy to miss out. You look through all the ages of the church and this pocket here, this remnant here got it because they were hungry and they ran with it. The rest, they were stuck in the dark ages. You travel around the world a little bit and you'll see and it's very confronting because they might have beautiful buildings and at one time they would have been filled with the choirs like angels and yet now they are as dead as a doornail because they didn't grab the next thing. God, he goes from faith to faith. And you may have experienced some of God. You may think you've seen it all. But I'm here this morning to tell you, you haven't seen anything yet. You haven't seen anything yet. And if you are satisfied with just a little bit, a little bit is what you'll get. Come on now. If you are satisfied with what you've got, a little bit is only what you're going to have. And the way to stay dissatisfied, not in the sense of you're not content with who you are in God. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the way to rise up and stir yourself up in your faith and expect God to do stuff is to get the word in you and to build foundation upon foundation, to strengthen it up so that you expect that angels will show up to help you. That you would expect that when you pray, something happens. You can't do that without the word. I just want to share something um, very quickly. Um, on Monday night, um, for personal reasons, I didn't come to church and I was at home and I started to watch that program on TV. I don't know, one of those, you know, like live document. What is it? Those um, reality, TV. reality TV shows. And uh, I'd finished my dinner and I'd sort of said to God, kind of loosely, that I was going to pray, but I thought, no. I'll, and I started to watch this program and I thought, nope, I'm going to turn the TV off. So I turned the TV off and I sat there and I started to pray. And um, as I started to pray, I came and I thought, oh, well, I'll kind of come down here and I'll hang out with the guys down here on Monday night. So I come out and checked you all out on Monday night, in case you don't know. <laughs> and I saw this amazing vortex and the light going up and down and so forth. And I went around and walked around the room and so forth. 
And um, I saw some things in the happening in the room and I got that, I validated that with my children afterwards. I spoke to them and I said, was this happening? They said, yes, yes. And one of my daughters said to me, yeah, you got in my face. <laughs> I said, oh, sorry, I'll step back a bit next time. The other one said to me, I'm lucky, lucky you didn't come around to me. <laughs> So one of them turned around to me and said, yeah, you were in my face. So, yeah, so, you know, you can. And that was a far better experience than watching television and getting some sort of reality TV. That's right. It's a choice every day. What do we do? What do we do? Do we push in for more of God or we do the easy? And, that, and that's what I really, you know, the kids are making, you know, it's easier, easier work to get a couple of cards together and start to make a little house but it's not going to stand. It's easy to take that, you know, I just need to relax. I just need to sit in front of the TV. I just need to do this. I just need to do that. Yes, it may be easy at the time, but those things, reality to TV and filling our hearts and minds with stuff that's just fluff, is actually not going to stand and it's not going to get us where God wants us to be. It's not going to get us where we need to go. So I just want to encourage you today to build your life on solid things. And it's, it's, not an, it's just not a once-off. It's a consistency. And you cannot get away from the power of consistency. You just can't. It's step by step, line by line, precept by precept. We get strong. And we get, we get strong in our spirit and we expect more. We expect more. And that's what God wants for us, that we get to the point where we are, our capacity inside us is so big that he just says, all right, you can handle this now. You know, if he drops some stuff on you on us now, some of the stuff he wants to drop, it would blow us up. Literally, because we don't have enough word in us to just give us a solidness in us and a firm foundation in us. And it would just blow us up and we get all fluffy. Does that make sense? It would just blow us up and we just get all flaky. Flaky and fluffy, you know. And God wants us to have a solidness in us so we can, you know why? So we can carry it out there. Okay? So yes, you are a bit odd and you are a bit weird, but you are still able, you've got something in you that when you walk into the room, people notice. Not blowing my own trumpet or anything, but when I used to go up to the school and some of the mums were... Yeah, some of those mums that, nah, 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 you know. <laughs> and I'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, I walk past those people. And, and I was talking to one of my friends up there and she goes, she said, I've had a lot of trouble with them. When I walk past, they swear at me and they mutter things under their breath. And she's very quiet and gentle. And I said, ah, oh, I've never had any trouble like that. And she says, oh, no, they wouldn't dare do that to you. And I said, Why? And she says, because when you walk in the school gate, she says, you carry something and they step back. Yeah? It's like, we've got to know who we are. And I went, oh, all right then. I'll just straighten a bit more. You've got to know who you are in God and you know who you are in God because you read his word. And when you read his word, you know that you've got stuff on you that you can walk in anywhere and you can just... Let it come off you. That you do not have to be intimidated by anyone or anything. And that the enemy who's been trying to cause disunity, he'll just step back. He'll just step back. I mean, those stories of warlocks and, and you know, people in, in the occult, and they know, they say they can see Christians coming. And some of them have these really 
big shining lights and others have little, little tiny lights. And he says, the ones that they've got a little light, there was a guy that is a warlock and he got saved and he shared this and he said, you knew the ones that didn't know who they were in Christ. He says, because their light was there, but it was just this little dim light flashing and they quite happily walked past them. He says, then you saw the ones that had this big beaming light just coming off them And the warlock, he said, I'd cross the other side of the road because I knew I didn't want to deal with that light. He says, I knew I was in no state match to match that. Know who you are in Christ. Know who you are by building the word in your life. I know it's basic, but we need to hold on to the basics to be able to carry what God wants to impart in us. And if we don't, he'll just give it to someone else to carry because he needs to be able to trust us to take this. So I want you to step up. Step up, people. Step up and read his words. Step up and push in and run the race. If you know you've got stuff that you need to deal with in your life, just get rid of that stuff. Just shake that sucker off. Yeah? Just shake it off. I wrote a blog recently and it's like I saw this speedboat and the Lord says you need to be like the speedboat. And he said, and you know, when a speedboat is going along the river... And it's, it just leaves this wake of waves behind it. And nothing can get on the speedboat because it's just like going slipstream. And if anything tries to get up close to the boat, what's going to happen? The wake of the water is going to wash it off. We need to be like that, just like don't get pulled into stuff. Don't get pulled down by stuff or people. Don't get pulled down by it. You know, the enemy will line up people around you to try and suck you in, to try and pull you down to try and get you in their little hissy fits, even in the church. Don't get sucked in by the family dramas or the next-door neighbour, you know, or anything like that. Just go, you know what, bless you, I'm moving on, thank you. We're allowed to do that. Amen. So I just want us to just step up. Step up today. Get into the Word and grab hold of it and say, God, I want everything you're dishing out. Because if you don't take your serve, I will. And somebody else will too. And I don't want you to look back and go, I missed it. Let's pray together. Guys, we're praying, little people. (laughs) Lord, we just want to thank you, Lord, that we can build our life on solid rock, that we can build our life in you. And I pray that you would help us to do that, Lord, that we would step up today, Lord, that we would just... The things of the world, the things of life would drop off and we would just run our race. Lord, I pray that you would help us to have wisdom, to know the things we need just to leave behind and the things we need to deal with. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.